Tamara James has been involved in Christian television for over 20 years. She is one of the hosts on Club 36 in Augusta, Georgia. And today she'll share what it's like being a mom of a teenager in this post-millennial age. Today we'll talk with Tamara James here on Babby's House. Stay tuned, Babby's House is coming to you right now. Welcome to Babby's house where everybody is a member of the family. Thanks so very much for joining me. I'm the host, Babby Mason, and it's such a joy being able to do Babby's house. I get a chance to meet so many wonderful people with great God stories, and today is no different. Tamara James is a wonderful mom. She's a TV talk show host. She's been in Christian ministry for on television for over 20 years, but you know what? She's a mom, too, and she is a mom of a very talented daughter who we've had on Babby's House in days past. But, you know, life has challenges in this post-millennial age for all of us. And Tamara is going to just share her heart and encourage moms today and encourage teenagers to live for Jesus in times like these. But I want to sing today, as I do on just about every show, I want to share my heart. And this is a great song. I wish I'd written it. I wasn't listening that day, but it's a great song. Here we go. You've been walking the same old road for miles and miles. If you've been hearing the same old voice tell the same old lies. If you've been trying to fill the same old holes inside, well, there's a better life. There's a better life. If you've got pain, he's, he's a, a pain. Lost, he's a way If you need freedom and saving, he's a prison shaking savior. If you got chains, he's a chain breaker. Mm -hmm. We all search for the light of day in the dead of night. We've all found ourselves worn out. From the same old fight We've all run to things We know that just ain't right When there's a better life There's a better receive it if you can feel it somebody testify yes if you believe it you believe it if you can feel 
Welcome back to the show. Listen, moms are on the set today, okay? And we've been sharing, you know, the, the joys and even the challenges of raising kids. Now, my kids are grown and gone and on their own. Praise God, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, <laughs> amen, okay? But, um, but I'm still a mom. And it's, yes. it's a real challenge to be a mom in this, in this millennial age. And Tamara James uh, understands those uh, challenges. She is a great mom of a wonderful young lady who's sitting right here on the set. It's good to see you, Angela. You're such a talented young lady. So will you all help me to welcome these two dear ladies to Babby's house, Angela and Tamara. Is it Tam Tamara? Yeah, you said it right. Tamara James. All right, welcome to the show, ladies. Thank you. So glad to have you all with me today. Oh, we're so glad to be here. Well, um, we've talked with um, Angela in days past, and right? we'll, get, we'll get to you, Angela, in just a second. Thanks for coming back to the show, my friend. So proud of her. I am, too. She rocks the world, okay? Just, yes, you she know, does. You already know I that. I know, I know. But I'm affirming that. But Tamara, um, it's a real challenge to raise teenagers in this post-millennial age, and as a mom, I know you spend a lot of time on your on your knees. Yes. Just talk to me about some of the challenges that you know. When I raised my kids back in the 70s and the 80s, um, there were there were challenges. You know, the drugs drugs were you know becoming real popular in high school. But now in high school, they're not only fighting drugs, they're fighting gun warfare, gang warfare, mm -hmm. and a lot of this even puts your child's life in danger. Right. Um, so talk to me about some of the challenges that you're seeing as a mom. Well, first, look what they're training our kids in school nowadays. It's crazy what's going on in the schools. And, you know, it, to me as a mom, it was important that our kids were instilled with godly Christian values. We were very cautious of if something had witchcraft or sorcery, we didn't watch it. That means a lot of our Disney movies, we never watched. Matter of fact, she went over to uh, somebody's house and they put on, I think it was Snow White and a witch came on and Angela's like, this is just a little girl. She goes, I'm not watching that. Okay, so you were training her up we in the were way training she should up. go. Exactly, and so we were very cautious. You know, we pray together as a family and we um, spend time in the word together as a family. And so here I'm thinking, everything is great. My kids love the Lord. I see my six-year-old, he's praying for people. I told you this, he got prayed um, for by Benny Hen and got healed of, uh, it was swimmer's ear, not that big of a deal. But he grabbed a hold of that and he started praying for people getting healed of cancer. Angie used to wear these real thick glasses and he prayed for her and she's never worn them since. Praise God. And so, you know, it was important that we'd, we would instill the word of God into them, and, but not just, but also live it in front of them. And so as we were doing this, I thought everything was perfect. And then we discussed on the last show 
recently I found out that she went through three years of Great Depression. I knew she she was sad because she didn't have any godly friends or Christian friends that had the same values. Because there's a lot of Christians, as she likes to call it, but they don't have the same values. Yes. You know, they, they watch things like Harry Potter and things that we wouldn't agree with. And so she was kind of lonely and she went through a time of depression, anxiety. Uh, I didn't know that she actually thought about committing suicide. The only reason she didn't is she didn't know where she'd end up. And she'd cry herself to sleep at night. And I was like, how did I not know this? And what did you tell me? It's amazing what you can hide behind a smile. That's right. (laughs) So how many, to me, I was like, wow, how many young people are feeling the same way and parents just don't know. They were just like me. And even kids Everything who was possible. are from a Christian home. Right. And it's easy to think, well, our kids are in a Christian home. They don't suffer from things like this. But your your child, even as, ex- even as exemplary and as smart and as cute and, and coming from a wonderful Christian family, even a family with a legacy of yours being in Christian ministry, she still had the struggle. Right. And so when you saw your daughter going through depression, and of course, look what we've been through the last three years with COVID and mm-hmm. immense isolation, and it's hard enough for adults, but for really teenagers, to, it's really hard on teenagers. And having to not have your prom, not be with your with your with your friends, not being not being able to have the school experience, and all of those things that kids really really need. We all need it. Right. So as you're seeing your your child suffer, what are some of the things that you did to to help her? Well, we we would talk about it, but then we also pray, and we were praying, and I was just praying, God, please bring her good, godly Christian friends. But then in the process, as she said on her show, she made a deal with God. She said, look, I'm going to give you everything. And as she started getting into the word and doing things on her own, God started changing things. And I was just praying, Lord, please bring her godly friends. And then probably within, it wasn't long. It was not long. It was that month. (laughs) Yeah. God brought her some uh, friends that are just amazing. Yeah. They pray together. Our pastor's wife, I just adore her. She picks these kids up and she says, let's go on a prayer journey today. And so, and these kids are strong in the word and in their prayer life. And before the guide stones went down the Friday before, my pastor's wife and um, these kids went and they marched around them seven times and prayed against them and prayed that they would fall down. They fell down the next week. And she's like, well, this is great. Five days later, (laughs) she says, we're on a roll. Let's go down to Jekyll Island and we're going to pray over there because that's where the Federal Reserve was formed and all this other stuff. And so we're going to go pray there. And she just takes them. But, But there's this core group of young people that God has put in her life and they're all the same way. They love the Lord. They spend time in the Word. And I encourage parents, Read the Bible with your kids. Yes. It Read makes all the, the world it does. a difference. It does. And it's actually very exciting. You know, when I came back from Israel and we were reading about um, Absalom and David, and I said, how far do you think it was where David ran from? Oh, it had been a great distance. And so I showed my pictures. I said, no, this was where David was. No way. And so being able to go and talk about the Bible, they're actually going to go to Israel next year and experience it. And to me, when you read the Bible and you're in the areas, it's just so exciting. But it's so important as a family, shut the TV off and read the Bible together. Yeah. Get in the Word together as a family. It's 
exciting. It's very exciting. Angela, I want to speak with you for a moment um, because I know that being a teenager in this post-millennial age, it takes a lot of courage to come to your parents and say, I'm struggling. Or for your mom to discover, you know, that my, my daughter has suicidal thoughts. Um, or, or my daughter is struggling with depression or anxiety. So can you just talk about, you know, the, the courage that it takes, you know, to, co to come to your mom and be honest and be real and vulnerable and talk about what's going on in your life. Can you just share a little bit about so that? I actually did not tell her until after all of that was over with. Um, I actually did not directly tell her, but um, so a few weeks ago was when I like actually let her know about she knew about the like depression anxiety I did not tell her about um, how I hated myself also but so I didn't tell her about that and I didn't tell her about um, the suicidal thoughts but a few weeks ago we had a student-led service at my church where the students completely ran the service the worship the um, band the production the preaching they handled all of it wow. and um, so I was on the worship team and so the worship pastor was kind of like leading us and helping us out a little bit and so he said Angela during like this portion of the um, ser service because you just like sing out of your spirit and just sing whatever um, God like, whatever comes to you uh, and so it was right before the song King of My Heart and so that is you are the chorus goes you are good so I was just thinking about the goodness of God and singing about that and uh, I didn't want to say it, but the Holy Spirit was like, no, I told you to say it, so I said it. But um, he t told me to say that um, even when I wanted to kill myself, you were good. And so mom was like shocked. She's like, what? This is like news to me. <laughs> I said the service and I'm like, what? what? <laughs> and you hadn't heard that. I haven't. And it was a shock. And so that's why I asked her afterwards. I said, when? When did this happen? <laughs> Because, I mean, I knew she had, a, I knew she went through a depression. Not having any friends is, is hard for a young person. And, you know, being isolated and some of the different things that had happened with COVID. And, and so, but I had no idea that it had gone that far. In, in hindsight, were you, were, was there ever a time where you looked back and said, you know, I saw that, but I didn't really see it? I just thought but, she was sad. Mm -hmm. But I didn't see that. And I didn't know she cried herself to sleep at night. I had no idea. Yeah. And so to me, this was, um, it was shocking. Because here I'm thinking, we have the perfect family. Of course. You know, both my kids love the Lord. We all go to church. We all serve the Lord. And then I find this out. But then it wasn't just her. My son dealt with some of the same thing. Isn't that just like the devil to attack your family? Of course. And so my thing is talk to your kids. Talk to your kids. Talk to your kids. Ask them. Even when they don't talk to you. Right. Or when they don't make the first move, you be the one to go to them. Right. And, and how do, do you, that. You know, how do you, how do you do that without sounding, you know, judgmental or without sounding, you know, standoffish or accusatory? You know, what was oh, your... Oh, no, opinion? it's just, you just have to reproach it in love. And, and that's pretty much, I mean, I know she's my daughter and... But she's also one of my closest friends. And we spend that time together. So I was able to talk to her. It's like, how did I not see this? How did I not know this about you? She was good at hiding she it. She was right? very good at hiding it. So how many kids are out there hiding it? And so I would just, I would recommend parents, talk to your kids, find out, ask them, say, look, is there anything you're dealing with? Is there anything we can pray about? They may open up, they may not. 
but I was blindsided. I was in service. I'm like, what? Yeah, you, so, didn't, you didn't find that out until the actual service. Yeah. When, you know, we're in the service, we're being lit by the spirit, and, and yeah. she opened up her mouth and this came out, and it was a surprise to you. Yeah, yeah I it was get a it. surprise, but I'm wondering, the Holy Spirit is the one who told her to do it. I'm wondering how many other young people are out there dealing with the same thing. Yeah. And they see Angela and they think, oh, you know, she sings on worship team, she has a Christian family, she has this perfect life. But then they realize, oh, she's dealing with stuff too. Yeah. So talk Maybe to me about talk. the difference that it has made. You know, now that you're aware of this, you're aware that not only your daughter, but your son has also had struggled. And listen, it's it's hard being a teenager in this right. post-millennial time because I think social media has played, it's wreaked such havoc in our kids' lives, mm -hmm. the comparison, the bullying, even online, the threats online. I mean, it's, it's very real right. for our kids. And so now that you're aware of a lot of the stuff that your kids are facing and some of the challenges that you're facing and you've gone to them and you said, you know, listen, I'm here, you pray with them, you're, you're, you're aware of the challenges. Talk to me about what that looks like now so, going forward. Now going forward, so we have talked about it and you know, I've even talked to my son and I realized that he, he had been bullied pretty bad in fifth grade. And I said, well, the first thing we need to do is walk in forgiveness. So let's take and let's come together and let's forgive those kids. Because if you have any, any unforgiveness, then God can't forgive you of your sins. So let's first address the bullying. And let's forgive these people. And let's come together and pray. And I said, but now let's see who you are in Christ. You're the head and not the tail. You're above and not beneath. You're blessed coming and going. Michael, this is Angela. This is who you are. Wow. And God loves you. You see, that is so powerful coming hearing this from your mom, you know, because some kids are growing up in a house, you know, where they say, you know, you're nothing, you'll never uh -uh. be nothing, you know, they, they browbeat their kids, and here you are as a mom, you lift up your kids, you tell them that they're loved, you tell them that they can be, you know, the, the best, that God has a plan and a purpose for their lives, and that makes all, all the, the difference. difference. Yeah, they have to, you have to build them up. You have to build them up. You know, when they told Michael he wasn't any good at football, he said, okay. You know what he did? He spent a summer, he put weights in a backpack, carried him around. Look, I am not an easy mom, I think Angela will tell you. Uh, I push them <laughs> to be their best they can be. And so he would be outside carrying that backpack with weights everywhere he went, would run, practice running to get his speed up. He would take and... Um, he would go outside and take cement blocks and use them and start lifting them up. Now God has blessed him with a gym. Somebody gave him all brand new Olympic weights and bars and everything, just gave it to him. That was God. But, you know, he would take, and, and now he's one of the best players there are. You know, he's dynamite. But I tell my kids, anything worth doing is worth doing right. That's right. And if you really want to succeed, you have to work. Yes. You have to work. I push her on her, on her singing. I push my son on his football, but ultimately it all has to come back to serving God. Sure. Putting him first. For the parents, you know, we've got uh, like about a minute left in this segment before we take a break. Before the moms and the dads that are watching the show today, how would you encourage them to communicate with their kids and to love their kids? I would just open up and talk to them and ask them, say, you know, are you being bullied at school? You know, is there anything you're dealing with? And then approach it with love and then also take and it back to the And if they're truthful and honest and open, you know, 
I, I would I would expect them to be honest. Right. Expect your kids to be honest. Well, and they, when they are, you're right. Don't act like you know you just fell off the moon, but be loving and accepting and prayerful and and um, not judgmental, but. Do it in love. Do it just, in love. As you said a moment ago. You know, ago. but at the same time, you have to be strong. Um, like I told, I'm not easy, but I... I huh? <laughs> She's not. <laughs> I'm not. I, I, I do expect, you know, I know what they're capable of, and so it's like, okay, let's work harder. You can do better. You know, when her singing, i like, that wasn't good. You need to redo it. You need to do it again. Um, and so I push them to be the best they can be, but I also show them love and how much I love them. Amen. And then teach them the Word of God. Yes. Get in the Bible together as a family. It makes, it makes all the difference. difference. Pray together. Yes. Because it's going to make a difference. Well, this is a great story. And I'm so happy that both of you are on the show. We're going to come back in just a moment. Stick around. Listen, don't go anywhere. Babby's house is coming back in just a little bit. We'll close the show then, all right? Stay, stay with me. Well, thank you for coming back to Babby's house with this great conversation with Tamara and Angela James and talking about relationships with our kids and how to help our kids navigate these crazy times. Yeah. When we were at, on a break, you said something that was just really, really cool about kids. And some people say you can't be friends with your kids, but you have a take on that. Yeah, well, you know, they said you're, you shouldn't be their friends. You have to be their parent. And I agree with that. But with Angela, it's, I'm both. I'm her friend and her parent. And so it's just, it was easy. It's very easy to do both. Yes. And when you have that open relationship, when you, when your kids are not afraid to come to you. Talk. You can keep those lines of communication open. Right. It makes your relationship that much more beautiful. Yeah, she has to know that when she's struggling and dealing with something, she can bring it to me and I'm not going to yell at her. We're going to talk about it. And we're going to say, okay, now how do we get around this situation? And what does the Word of God say about this? Yes. And that way we can take and we can deal with those problems. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that yeah. and sharing your family with us today. Thank you. Well, before we close the show, I just want people to know that you're involved in Christian ministry. Yes. Um, in, at Channel 16 in Augusta. Uh, 36. 36, sorry, in Augusta. And well, it's uh, you... Club 36, Channel 49. But we started out in just Augusta. But now God is, has us in Savannah, Buford, Charleston, Myrtle Beach. We were just given a TV station in Gainesville, Florida, and also Nashville, Tennessee. And that's Wonderful. just God. That is the Lord. Yes. That's amazing. And so you are a host of Club 36. Yes. And how long have you been doing that? 20 years. Wow. Well, continue the great work. Thank you. And uh, television is a wonderful ministry. And I'm um, just grateful that you're a part of it. Well, you know, when we get the calls, like we had a suicide call, and we were able to lead the man to Jesus. And for two weeks, he came to the station every day in love with the Lord. And then he was killed by a drunk driver. But where is he now? He's in heaven. Because you of TV. you got a part to do that. Yeah. Well, thank you so very much. And thank you, Angela being here. And thank you, dear friends, for joining me today on Babby's House. It's always a blessing knowing that you're watching and that we're encouraging you in your holy faith. Well, do me a favor and go to my website at babby.com for more encouragement. Well, listen, the Lord bless you, and thank you so very much for watching the show. And until we get together the next time, God bless you and yours real good. Bye-bye for now.